Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mula po sa Quezon City, ako si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. Easter Sunday was met with violence in Sri Lanka. A series of suicide bombings targeting Christians and tourists killed close to 300. Meanwhile, back at home, the killings in the war on drugs continue. But who is taking care of the orphans? In the United States, authorities have uncovered one of the country's biggest healthcare scams and Philippine call centers are supposedly involved. And Reporters Without Borders releases this year's World Press Freedom Index. How did the Philippines do? We'll tell you. Yan po ang headlines. Ako po si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. In Sri Lanka, suicide bombers launched coordinated attacks in eight different locations in and around the nation's capital, Colombo. Close to 300 people have died and hundreds more are reportedly injured. Most of them were attending Sunday Easter service and tourists spending their holidays at luxury hotels. Our correspondent Janina Magundayao is here with details. Janina, how did this tragedy unfold? Robbie, the bombing started at around 8.45 a.m. on Sunday. The first of the explosions happened at the church inside the capital of Colombo. Shortly afterward, two other churches in the nearby cities of Negombo and Batikaloa were also bombed. Around this time, two suicide bombers also attacked three hotels in the capital. These are the Shangri-La, the Cinnamon Grand, and the Kingsbury. All of these are luxury five-star hotels, so many foreigners also fell victim in the attack. Hours later, there were two more explosions. One happened at the Tropical Inn in Dehiwala, Mount Lavinia. The other happened at a residential area in Colombo, specifically in the Dematagoda area. The latest number of casualties as of recording is 290 people, and 500 people more are injured. Most of the victims in the attacks are tourists and Christians. Do we know why they were targeted? Actually, Robbie, we don't know yet why Christians and tourists were targeted in this series of bombings. So far... No group or individual has taken responsibility for these attacks, although two dozen suspects have already been arrested. The Sri Lankan defense minister says these suspects are religious extremists, but nothing more about their affiliation. What we do know, however, is that Christians are a minority in Sri Lanka. Only 7% of the population are Christians, and the Washington Post reports that Christians have been subjects of discrimination, threats, and violence since last year. Prior to this attack, Christian Sunday services have also been disrupted one way or another, according to the Post. So violence against Christians are not new in Sri Lanka. Now, so far, no one has claimed responsibility for the attacks. But there are also reports online saying the Sri Lankan government knew some things about what was about to happen. Yeah, that's true. Telecommunications Minister Harin Fernando actually tweeted a copy of that memo, supposedly from the Sri Lankan Deputy Inspector General of Police. Fernando claims that the memo had been ignored largely by their government. The memo was dated April 11 and was addressed to the directors of various security divisions of the Sri Lankan government. 
it says that the State Intelligence Service had received intel regarding possible suicide attacks by the leader of the nation's Tawahid Jaman. That is a radical Islamic group. But again, let me just repeat, no group has taken responsibility for the attacks yet, and even the Sri Lankan government itself has not identified which group the arrested suspects belong to. All the government said was that they look into why nothing has been done to prevent the attack. Maraming salamat, Janina Magundayaw. You may have heard that song over Holy Week. Uh, that song is titled Awit ng Naulila, and it was sung by Oyayi Saunos. That's a choir of children who were orphaned by the war on drugs. And over Holy Week, the orphans were asking their audience to make a stand for life. Their message, each person is important, each life has value. Oyayi Sa Unos is a project by Bawat Isa Mahalaga, a movement headed by former Chief Justice Maria Lourdes Sereno. As of January this year, authorities say more than 5,000 drug suspects have been killed in anti-illegal drugs operations. Sereno asks who will take responsibility for their orphans. Advocates from Baigani, who are also supporting Oyayi Sa Unos, have taken up the cross. Since 2017, they have been helping families with their food, education, and livelihood needs. American authorities are investigating one of the largest healthcare frauds in its history, and call centers in the Philippines are allegedly involved. In this public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, an official explains how scammers are operating. People are reaching out to Medicare beneficiaries to offer medical equipment such as braces, wheelchairs, and diabetic test strips. Some of these individuals are fraudsters who will ask for your Medicare number or other personal information. They will then send you medical equipment you do not need while billing Medicare in your name. According to the New York Times, 24 people have already been charged. They include telemedicine executives, medical equipment company owners, and doctors. They preyed on hundreds of thousands of persons with disabilities as well as the elderly. 
According to reports, Medicare lost more than $1.2 billion in the scheme. Telemarketers reportedly would call senior citizens and offer supposedly free orthopedic braces. After checking whether they had Medicare coverage, they would then be transferred to telemedicine companies. Here, callers would consult with doctors who would then prescribe orthopedic braces whether or not they were actually needed. These call centers would then sell these prescriptions to medical equipment companies. In turn, the medical equipment companies would ship the braces to the patients and they would bill Medicare. These companies would get kickbacks of up to $900 per brace. They would then pay the telemedicine companies kickbacks as well of about $300 per brace. There are fewer countries in the world safe for journalists. Political leaders are increasingly becoming hostile towards media, and this hatred is turning into violence against the press. This means journalists are reporting in a larger climate of fear and are in very real danger. All of this according to the 2019 World Press Freedom Index published by Paris-based Reporters Without Borders. The Philippines ranking has declined by a notch since last year. We are now at 134 out of 180 countries. As of November last year, the Center for Media Freedom and Responsibility in Manila reported close to 100 threats and attacks against journalists during the Duterte administration. This number includes 12 journalists killed. Three more were killed in 2019, according to RSF. RSF zeroed in on the, quote, grotesque judicial harassment campaign against Rappler and its CEO, Maria Reza. It also noted cyber attacks on alternative news sites and the website of the National Union of Journalists in the Philippines. And so the Southeast Asian Press Alliance in Bangkok has this call, Defend Press Freedom. We leave you with this clip from SIPA's recent video featuring young as well as veteran Filipino reporters. Our freedom is everyone's freedom. Truth is our politics. We listen. We ask questions. We capture the story. We expose lies. So the people will see. So the people will know. So the people can act. At yan po ang Puma Podcast for the latest episode. Subscribe on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, and now we are on Apple Podcasts as well. Maraming salamat po. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.